Hello, and thank you for joining me today. If this is your first time, you're listening to Faith to Live By, where each week we explore current events from a biblical and prophetic perspective to discern how God wants us, His children, to respond to the times. I work hard each and every week to help us discover and live in life-giving truth so we can experience all the hope and victory Christ already died to provide us. I'm Pam Christian, your host, and if you're like me, you're longing to see Christ's authority and power working in and through His people. Christ said we would do even greater works than He did, so we have to learn what's preventing us from accomplishing the many enemy-defeating works Christ performed. Jesus demonstrated what it's like to live a life fully dependent upon God to teach us how to have God's kingdom will operating in and through us. Jesus taught his disciples how to be the conduits of his authority and power, and we read of the many miraculous feats Christ's disciples accomplished. They didn't start off as powerhouses. They had to work through many issues, first being to possess a proper knowledge of who they were in Christ, and then develop a proper confidence in the promises of God, generating expectation of God's promises being realized. And the same is true for us today. As we study scriptures, we readily see that unbelief and all of its cousins, such as doubt, uncertainty, hesitation, skepticism, cynicism, fear, and the like, will always interfere with the successful demonstration of Christ's authority and power. For some of us, if we want to see God miraculously work in and through us, we need to examine ourselves to uncover anything that's preventing the unhindered flow of the Holy Spirit. Conversely, for others, it's not a lack of belief that's preventing you from seeing God powerfully work through you. Rather, it's God's specific timing for your unique role in His plan. And this is where I've seen myself for many years. If you've listened before, then you know I have regularly stressed the importance of our being willing to partner with God and of our need to learn, just as Christ's early disciples did, how to wield the authority and power Christ has given us. And just as important, how to work together as the Ecclesia, the governing church on earth, with effective authority and power and see the increased benefit of working together in unity. Since the early days of the church, then known and operating as the Ecclesia, much has come against us to cause us to lose our impact upon the world. Some has been the devil without, and some has been the devil within, and by that I mean our own soulish realities. And in our day, the lack of a proper Christian influence has even infiltrated our houses of worship. We have lost our impact not only upon the world, but within the church. Instead of our Christian leaders relying on the authority and power of Christ, little by little through the years, they have given way to having more confidence in the revelation and ability of man. By our own incremental departure from believing in and depending upon God and all He has promised, we have slowly taken matters into our own hands and relegated God to the background. As a result, Christ's authority and power in our midst is essentially on life support, barely alive in our churches, even in the minds of church leadership. Just in my lifetime, I have seen the incremental surrender of the church and its impact. When I was young, it was highly uncommon for businesses to be open on Sundays. Our society at large recognized Sunday as a day of the Sabbath rest and reverence for God. During my early years in public school, I saw displays of the Ten Commandments. We started each day in a word of prayer, and we had Bibles in our classrooms. Teachers actually instructed us on history, 
governments, and cultures, as well as morals, values, respect of authority, people, and property from the Bible. We were taught how our country was founded as a result of the horrendous oppression the British government imposed on its people. Brave men and women and children fled Great Britain to be free from the government tyranny and to establish a place to live according to their Christian faith, where God is recognized as sovereign over government and each and every person is recognized being made in God's image. Many of them lost their lives and others lost loved ones in their earnest effort to find their God-given freedoms. We learned of the continued oppression the British government sought to impose on the pilgrims even after they established the first 13 colonies in North America. We were taught of the ravages of war and extended sufferings men willingly endured with the hope of establishing a free nation under God. We learned about the American Revolutionary War and how brave men fought for years with the hope of one day establishing a free nation under God. We were taught how eventually America was established as a constitutional republic, not a democracy, the difference everyone today should properly understand but don't. And by studying the Bill of Rights and the Constitution, we were taught how our nation, with its three branches of government, was undoubtedly established on Judeo-Christian principles. Yet, while I grew up from elementary school through high school, I saw, no, the whole world saw, the precious tenets of our Christian faith incrementally trampled upon and rejected, the morals, ethics, and values of the American people challenged and replaced with what's been termed secularism. The protection that Thomas Jefferson assured the Danbury Baptist Church was guaranteed by our Constitution that government would never impose upon the church was turned upside down so that today the church is entirely under the thumb of the government. The influence of the church in America became such that just 50 years ago, the church was unable to prevent the approval of Roe v. Wade, making it legal to abort babies in their mother's womb. I remember when Anita Bryant was brutally and publicly ostracized for being outspoken against homosexuality, and the church did not come to her aid. Today, California seeks laws that allow babies to be killed up to 28 days after birth and our public education system is being used to encourage children in sexually deviant practices and lifestyles, including what's promoted as gender reassignment, which is nothing less than psychological and surgical Frankensteinian experimentation on our innocent children. Clearly, with just this little evidence, we have to agree, the church has lost its way. And in these very days we're living in now, our unfathomably merciful God is giving the church his Ecclesia, another chance. Last week with my guest Amanda Grace, we explored the complacency and compromise that has sadly brought the church so low. Now, with the second part of my interview with her, we continue to consider our condition and need for repentance, and we begin conversation of the steps for restoration that we can take and must take if we want to see the authority and power of Christ restored and experience the triumph of good over evil so desperately needed in our world today. Here's part two of my three-part interview with Amanda, and I remind you she records from her office where she keeps some of her birds that they care for on their animal sanctuary, so you'll hear the sounds that they make and experience the well-timed contributions of Grace the Dove. I believe that the exposure of all evil that God has been doing is intentional to wake us up, to wake the church up to the truth of the evil that's in our midst. And to call us to action, I mean, there's been such a tremendous amount of complacency by individual Christians 
continuing to look to expect their pastors to do the evangelism, to expect government to do these things, to expect public schools to do these other things. And we aren't personally involved. And yet God has blessed us with a Republic-style government. And I think that a, a large reason that we are in the mess we're in today is because of the lack of individual Christians being engaged on the seven mountains of culture. Do you see this as a time where God is raising up individuals to take our rightful place and to be the salt and light on the seven mountains? He's raising individuals up who are firm believers and putting them in very unique situations. You know, we'll bring it back biblically here. Obadiah. Obadiah was raised up by God to serve in the court of Ahab and Jezebel. Now, today on social media, Obadiah would have been called a traitor. He would have been called so many names if we think about it, mm -hmm. right? But he was placed there by God in a very secular, pagan, wicked situation. And he was placed there to be the light and to receive the instruction of God. So when the prophets in the caves had to be fed... What did he do? He took Jezebel and Ahab's bread, Jezebel and Ahab's resources, and he fed them because he was positioned there to take it and bring it onto the righteous and ensure that they were praying in that cave when Elijah went to Mount Carmel to do what he did with the prophets of Baal. So this is a time where Obadiahs have been placed and are being raised up and are being placed in courts and in government and in corporations where you wouldn't think a believer might thrive, but they have been placed there specifically for the instruction of God to topple leadership in that area in order to raise up the standard God has so deemed. So what I hear you saying is that God is strategically calling people to specific places within our seven mountains mm -hmm. of society to become the salt and light that we failed at being, to take back territory that we've we've actually willingly given up. We've surrendered. Is that right? Well, yes, there's territory willingly being surrendered on many fronts right now. You know, look at who's buying up our farmlands. You've got territory willingly on many fronts right now being surrendered that the Lord never gave the okay for that territory to be given mm -hmm. up. And when we ask the Lord to increase our territory, we should be prepared to steward over that. Mm -hmm. If we, that's a big prayer. People don't realize very few words, big prayer. Because if you're asking the Lord to increase your territory, you need to be up for the task of properly stewarding it. Absolutely. So these people that the Lord has raised up have been in the background for years, um, have been in a cocoon for over a decade with the Lord kept held back by God, kept behind the scenes. Nobody knew who they were. And the Lord in this time has marched them back out because they have been through the fire with God. They have been tested. They have been tried. And they are unapologetic about boldly speaking what the Lord has to say in this hour. And this is the type of people that the Lord is bringing out right now. Courageous people, people that understand that God is faithful, that when God tells them to say something, the Lord's going to back up his word. And this is the type of people the Lord is bringing out. He has been seasoning them. He's still seasoning them. Mm -hmm. um, but they have been brought back out now for such a time because the boldness that's going to come forth from many of their mouths, it's, it's already begun to do this, but it's going to make the wicked very nervous. 
very nervous because there's an authority on their words. There's an authority on their words that maybe they have not had to deal with in times past that the Lord has put there for such a time. So this is what we're seeing happening right now. And you've got this army of people. The Lord is marching back out for this. You know, it's interesting that you would use that analogy of being hidden in a cocoon and being held back by God, because I have said many, many times to the Lord that I feel so invisible and that I needed the outlet to be able to do what he was building up inside of me to do. And very much with that kind of an explosive tension that was being built up. And all of that's what encouraged me to start this podcast back in July of 2020. I want to be among those bold spokespeople who are saying with courage what needs to be said. Right. And the premise of this program is to help people discover and live in life-giving truth and to experience all the hope truth provides. We have been lied to. We have been living under deception for decades. And praise God, he's exposing that now so that what is right is right and the world is restored. Mm-hmm. You know, you've had a lot of prophecies. I look to you often to hear what the Lord is saying through you. And I really personally appreciate God's grace to speak through his prophets, to prepare his people so that we know what to do. In fact, that's what I explained to my audience. This whole podcast is about looking at current events from a prophetic and biblical worldview. So we, as God's people know how to respond. Mm -hmm. And God is calling his church back to being the ecclesia and the influence in the world instead of the world being the influence over the church. Now, You recently were with Clay Clark at his Reawaken America tour in Batavia, New York. Yes. You are among those who have been given amazing platforms. And I'm so appreciative that you will not be among those who have compromised. It was a really interesting video that I got to see while you were praying for Eric Trump. Outside the tent overhead, a bald eagle was circulating again and again throughout the entire time you prayed. Can you tell us a little bit about that? You know, what's so interesting about that is when uh, Clay had wanted me to do that, I was so focused on the assignment of praying. I didn't even think it was being taped because our live stream was down. And I'm being very honest about this. Like that wasn't even in my mind at the moment because it was so important that what is prayed, the Lord wanted said. So that was my, that was consuming, you know what I mean? My mind at that moment and my focus. I did not find out about the Eagles till after everything. So after we, you know, pray, Lord moves, it's at the tent. Then I find out about the Eagles, that there were Eagles circling. But I felt the presence of the Lord when I, I started praying in the spirit before I did this. And I felt, see, I just said I felt the presence of the Lord. And I know everybody can't see this, but grace just flew by my camera. When I said that, Grace the Dove. So she does this at the most uncanny of times. So when I started to pray, I could feel the presence of the Lord descend in that room. Um, and it was, you know, it was a it was a humbling privilege, and I praise God for it. And I praise God that most importantly, the prayer was said and the power of the Lord was felt. That is the most important of all of that happening. That the words were spoken, that the Lord wanted spoken, and the power of God moved in that room. So I give God all the glory for that. And it was something incredible that happened. The eagles showing up were absolutely amazing. And people don't know this, but two days after I got home to our, you know, our new home, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the first time since we've been here, 
two eagles were circling above our home two days after this happened. Amazing. Two eagles showed up, and there I have not seen any in uh, in this property. But two days after, two eagles showed up and were circling over the house. How would you interpret the eagle that circled over the tent and then the two eagles on your property? I mean, that's unusual. There has got to be some significance to that. How would you interpret that? Well, because the eagle, you know, the, I mean, the, the eagle is mentioned in, in, you know, the word of God too. There she goes again, um, where scripture talks about mounting up with wings like eagles and I will run and not be re weary and I will, you know, walk and not be faint or grow tired. The eagle soars so gracefully and it soars high, high, high above everything, right? Mm -hmm. Which means, you know, the nation, if we represent the eagle, this nation should be soaring. This nation should be getting ready to soar again. That eagle was soaring. It was circling and it was soaring and it was allowing the wind to carry it. So if the wind represents almighty God, Ruach Elohim, the spirit of the living God, and the wind carried that eagle, we should allow the Lord the same in this nation to mount us up by his power, by the Holy Spirit, by the holy wind of God, to raise this nation back up above the mess of what's happening and allow us to soar if we will give God the opportunity. The same thing for the, the leader God has anointed, not only for, for uh, the upcoming, but the leader after that. The same thing. The Lord is demonstrating through this that they need to allow him the opportunity to lift them up and place them far above what is going on and allow them to soar and thrive and give them a view that others can't see. God wants to give the leaders he has anointed right now the view that others can't see. He wants to bring them above it and show them his perspective. You see, the eagle has a very different perspective of the ground than we do. We only see what's on the ground. The eagle sees it all from above. And the Lord wants to give these leaders that vision to see from above what he sees because it will allow them and equip them to navigate issues differently than they may have. Mm -hmm. And when you say leaders, then you're talking once again about our governmental leaders and that would also be the leaders in the church, right? Yes. I love what you're saying that we need to get ready to soar again. There is a sense in me, a sense spirit to spirit. The tension is increasing. And we are about to see some new things and that we will be launched again. We will be propelled in an unusual way to be able to soar again as a nation. Can you speak to that? You know, the preparation process to soar, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this as an analogy, okay? So an eagle, when she has eaglets, there comes a point she knows that if she does not push them out of the nest, they're going to die. That they have to learn how to fly and soar and hunt or they're going to die. So the mama eagle that feathers the nest and makes things so comfortable for a season begins to take the sticks from the nest and turn them inward 
to make it so uncomfortable that everywhere the eaglet moves, it's getting poked. And it's no longer a comfortable place to dwell. So that eaglet then jumps up onto the side of the nest. And now it's got a choice. It can't go back because it's once comfortable feathered nest is not that way anymore. And it's looking at the ground below. And mama knows if it spreads its wings out and jumps, it's going to soar. Its instincts are going to kick in. The Lord has everyone nice and uncomfortable right now. What, what was comfortable as a country isn't comfortable anymore. And we've been pushed to the edge of the nest now. Mm -hmm. And we're looking down and we're looking ahead. And we have to jump understanding that when we do the wind of almighty God is going to carry us and carry this nation. If we leap in faith, if we take that huge step in faith, the Lord is going to enable us and equip us and raise us up. But we have to be prepared to leave what is comfortable and get good and uncomfortable to push us and propel us into where the Lord desires this nation to be right now and where he's desired us to be where we've been called. Great analogy. I really appreciate that very, very much. Now, what about the two eagles over your property? Two would be what power of testimony? You know, what's interesting. Eagles only show up around me at very interesting times. And they normally show up when great change is about to occur. I normally see an eagle. So when great change in, 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 in the nation and in my life is about to occur, many times the Lord will send, I'll see an eagle. I'll see that. Now you've got two eagles, right? Mm -hmm. Soaring. They're probably a pair. So looking at those two eagles, I'm going, okay. This represents both individuals, first of all, that God has anointed to lead this nation because you have a president, you have a vice president. And what are they doing? They're circling together. President, vice president have to be in sync for, for it to work the way it's supposed to. And they have to circle together. And the eagle was just circling and waiting and watching. And that's what we're in right now. We're kind of in a pattern of we're circling and we're waiting and we're watching, right? But there's going to be a time where we're going to have to go, you know, it's going to be go time. And it's like, what does the eagle do? It dives. It dives for its mark mm -hmm. to get its mark. And so because it's a pair, I mean, a pair can represent two, I mean, a double portion. You're going to see a double portion of the, of the Lord's spirit poured out on the leadership of this nation. Um, you're going to see a double portion of judgment poured out on the wicked. You're going to see deliverance and judgment at the same time. Part of the issue with the Jews in Egypt was that they had become too acclimated to Egyptian ways. And that's part of the church right now. The church has become too acclimated to the ways of the corrupt and the wicked and the demonic and they've become just too used to it and acclimated and then you had the other part of israel that wanted out of egypt that said i'm done with this we need to go so you've got part of the church in a way trying to hold the other part of the church back that wants out of egypt no just stay here don't say anything don't get involved we have food, we have this, we have, yeah, but you're not going to have that if you keep letting them take from you all authority that was given to you. 
So we have to learn from that and understand that judgment and deliverance occur at the same time many times. But you can't allow the ones that want to stay because it's comfortable to hold the ones back who realize they have to get out. I truly enjoyed my conversation with Amanda, and this section again addressed the seriousness of complacency in the church. But praise God, he's given us a second chance, and he's raising up people who have unique callings upon their lives, who are ready and willing to step into their God-given destination. As Amanda said, God is raising up Obadiahs to topple evil leadership and raise high God's standards. I love the caution and instruction Amanda gave by telling us the importance of being willing to steward any increase God gives us. Today, just as we read about in biblical stories, it only takes a remnant of courageous and uncompromisingly godly men and women wholly surrendered to God for God to act on behalf of all of his children. You know, I've been thinking a lot about the many people who are still not awake to the truth, who still think Christians are the problem And for this reason, they openly oppose us. I know of many families that are divided because of the rampant lies and propaganda and oppressive and controlling narrative that's been imposed actually pitting family members against one another. But I've heard of the prophecies from God about the restoration of all things, about the return of the prodigals who will come to their senses and realize the slander and hate the remnant of Christians have endured is for the purpose of seeing them restored to truth to see the vast majority of people alive on planet Earth rescued by God and restored to truth and love and His grace. Amen. Today, we have many people in the world lost to truth and God. We have the church lost to truth and God. And we have the nation of America lost to truth and God. But God, God is not content with the condition of His church or the world, and He is working in our midst to prepare us to partner with him and see his kingdom will done on earth as it is in heaven. So, let me ask you, is there anything that is preventing you from being all you can be in Christ and a vessel through whom God can work? If you have any measure of unbelief and its cousins, work with the Holy Spirit to be free from these lies. Have you used the time of preparation of God holding you back to be released on the scene at just the right moment Have you used this time wisely? I know I've been in a time of being held back, and I have done all I can to be ready when God says, it's go time. Are you willing to become all God is calling you to be, all God has created you to do? This is your chance to step into your God-given destiny and experience your life's fulfillment. Are you willing to be a diligent student, to learn all you can as fast as you can, so you can be as effective as Christ's early disciples? And lastly, are you willing to lay down your ego to become part of the body of Christ, where we work together in unity to experience the greatest potential of Christ's authority and power? Just as the mama eagle makes the nest very uncomfortable for her precious eaglets, as Amanda explained, God has been doing the same for us. God has been exposing all manner of evil and corruption to bring the light of truth upon the darkness. In the process, he's been calling each and every human being to decide what they want to believe, with what they want to be aligned, good or evil. The choice is ours this day, and this day is rapidly coming to a close.
I pray for many more people who have been deceived to finally see the light of truth and join God in what he is doing. Amen. Next week, we'll continue with Prophet Amanda Grace, and we'll hear from her some prophetic words about the 2020 election and insights about President Trump. I hope you'll make plans now to join me then and tell your friends and family to listen right here on Faith to Live By. And now a reminder, I've been researching to discover and vet potential sponsors so you can purchase products and services you need with an extra measure of confidence. Of course, you need to do your own due diligence to make your own decisions to what you want to purchase. But to help you, I am researching companies and interviewing their representatives and providing you with a journal of my own personal experience using their products and services. So before you visit their website, take a minute to listen to my interviews with them to help you learn more. There's a link in the show notes. And when it comes to your health, I want you to know about Infinity. It's a company dedicated to helping us detoxify our bodies and get to an optimum and healthy weight. I've begun using their products, and I invite you to track my journey before you decide to visit their website. I especially love their detox products and their Java. Oh, I love the Java. Anyway, use the link in the show notes to listen to my interviews with Todd Smith, former co-founder and master distributor for Infinity. And please don't forget about Operation Tomahawk. It's a fantastic program that I'm using, and I encourage all of my listeners to use as well. Even if only 25% of all Christians stopped purchasing from the woke corporations, we would hit them in their bottom line and create a demand for change. This is what I want to see, so let's put our feet to our prayers and spend our money in ways that will make a kingdom difference. Use the link in the show notes to learn more. And I proudly promote Dr. Zelenko's Z-Stack supplements. They contain zinc, quercetin, vitamin C, and D, which are formulated in just the right amount to help you boost your immune system. Use the link in my show notes or go to his website and use the promo code FTLB to receive a 5% coupon discount. Or if you choose to subscribe, you can receive 10% off each and every month. And please don't forget about my own award-winning books available from my web store. When you purchase my books, products, or services, or products from any of my affiliates, you get something you want, and at the same time, you support me and this ministry work. It's truly a benefit for all of us. So shop for yourself and shop to get gifts for friends and family. Your support is greatly appreciated. And when you purchase through my web store, be sure to use the promo code TRUTH, T-R-U-T-H, use it at checkout and get a 20% discount. You can make a direct donation, but they're not tax deductible. So anyone who sends a donation of $25 or more will receive your choice of one of my books personalized and autographed for you or receive five of the Make America Godly Again bumper stickers. Please visit my web store to learn all about the products and services available through my ministry work. On the checkout page, you'll find the button to make a donation. I sincerely hope you appreciate my dedication to you through these podcasts. Let me know how this podcast impacts you and what you're now doing in response to what you've heard. My email is faithtoliveby at pamelachristianministries.com. And don't forget about my dedicated podcast listeners page called Beyond the Podcast. Here's where we can connect exclusively and you can download complimentary devotionals, resources, and more. If you like connecting with me here on my podcast, I think you'll also like my award-winning blog. And I'm very active on social media, which is evidenced by the fact that Facebook had me shut down for a number of days and I still don't have my LinkedIn account. All because I tell the truth. Another way we can connect is by your subscribing to my complimentary bi-monthly e-newsletter. As a subscriber, you can actually choose one of three gifts as my way of saying thank you for your subscription. And depending upon where you listen to my podcast, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever these features are available. Your review helps the show reach more people, and it helps spread the gospel 
and it also helps people learn how to better apply their Christian faith. I hope you'll join me next week and tell your friends and family to listen right here on Faith to Live By, where we learn how to gain spiritual victory over life's issues. Until next week, I'm Pam Christian, asking you to remember Christ died for us. The least we can do is live for Him. 